Dang, I tell you what, man. Yeah. Your first one, yeah. Kinda cute. Yeah. This one, this one's a fucking banger. You think he's cute? He's the cutest one yet. <laughs> they keep getting cuter. Look at that one. Jesus Louise, that's a baby model cute. Yeah, he's starting to get hair. Louis, <laughs> you're a little cutie. You do look exactly like your brother. <laughs> yeah. He's a cool guy. He's still he's frustrated at the moment because he uh can push himself up but he can't figure out how to crawl he just does this like sweat it's like he's swimming on the carpet oh thing, what a dummy is, yeah i know it's not okay well he's right here get your head in the game lewis get your head in the game lewis lil lou sometimes we can make him laugh L-E-W. Do you think can make him laugh on the show that's a very british thing isn't it lbw stands for leg before wicket no lew the name lou but it's lew <laughs> Well, LBW is very British. It stands for leg before wicket. It's a thing that happens in cricket sometimes. Uh, Lewis, what does the what does the duck say? There's more Indian cricket players. I t- tell him this literally every day. I literally every single day I tell him what the duck says. It's quack quack quack. I yeah. just told him now, and yeah. I ask him, and he doesn't have an answer. He's like a deer in the headlights. Lewis, what does the duck say? What does the duck say? What does the duck say? Quack 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 quack. Nothing. Just I don't think you're supposed to shake him. <laughs> it was a gentle shake. <laughs> anyway, the Lewis, you're here. a cutie. Look at that yeah. cutie. Yeah. Did you ever get his Radiohead onesie? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank you for that. I never thanked you for it, but I, I do thank you. We should say um, what's going on here. It's yeah. Uh, it's um. Yeah. It's a podcast yes, that we yes. do. Uh, yeah. We are the Strange Bedfellows. My name is Tanner, and I'm joined by my co-host. He calls himself. What do you call yourself? Bedfellow Jack? Big Bad Bedfellow. That'd be a cool, that's like a real, like, Victorian serial killer's name. Bedfellow Jack, yeah. 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 He stalks the corners of Gin Alley at night. <laughs> Bedfellow <laughs> Jack is not someone you want sharing your bed. Yeah, yeah. that's good. Ooh, that's scared, good. scared Lewis it a little scared bit. scared Lewis. It freaked him out. He's not ready for that type of content. What are we talking about? Oh, we introduced the show. We um we read romance books. We watch yep. romance movies. We yep. play romance video games. Not yet, we but maybe. read romance mangas. Did we? And we're not traditionally the romance uh, audience. No. But it's 2022, baby. We're yeah. throwing tradition out the window. Yeah, and that's what this book is about in a lot of ways. We're invading your spaces. Yeah, we're here. That's yeah. that's <laughs> this is the future that liberals want. This yeah. That's <laughs> our message. We're yeah. here. Yeah. <laughs> um we watched a movie today that's kind of about the genre, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, and it, it wasn't a romance. I say yes. hard strong yes. Although yeah, Wikipedia yes. listed as a action, action adventure, adventure comedy. You and so, but we agree that this is a romance, and it's this about is a romance, romance, and yeah. it's about romance, the genre, and it's about r- being romantic. It's our generation's romancing the stone. Yes, it's called the Lost, Lost City. City, starring and Sandra Bullock, Channing Tatum, Daniel Radcliffe. Who else? Oscar from The Office. Oscar from The Office makes an appearance, cameo. Yeah, 
Um, and two very Brad funny Pitt. actresses who may be famous, but I didn't know who they were, who are her agent and her agent's assistant. Yes. They were both very funny. Yes, both very funny. Do you want me to do my first segment? Please. You're sort yeah. of, you're, you're summoning it. I'm summoning it. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you're talking about her assistant. Yeah. Um, she, uh, her agent has hired a social media editor for her. Yes. Who follows her around and has her phone and does her very social funny. media. Yeah. And she's very funny. But I wanted to invite in, if I could, I know we just got here. Yeah. But um, she's in the world of kind of like internet marketing, you know, like- Influencer marketing. We're not really in the marketing space or like the the branding space. So I thought we'd invite in uh, the two lewd branding consultants. Perfect. Yeah. I love those guys. Horny Jack and Horny Tanner, welcome. Um, mm-hmm. You guys are here because we wanted to... Oh, pitch some alts here. Yeah, let's I pitch think. some alts. Because... We're just going to do a little touch-up work. Yeah. yeah. She says, the assistant says... I took over your social, so this morning you tweeted, Where are my ladies at? Meet me at Ballroom G at 5 p.m. Hashtag Sean Mendez. Hashtag <laughs> gagging to meet you all. <laughs> And I think it's sexy. I mean, it, d- yeah. it depends. I, that, so here's where I'm. Here's where I'm saying. Here's where I'm saying. I think we can come in and find the sexiness that is maybe just sort of like it's flirting on the surface. There. I mean, I love this. I want to say I love this. What do we got? So you want to get that sexier? Well, I think. Well, one- gagging. So there's some ang- ambiguity in gagging to meet you all. Yeah, um, but that is supposed to be sexy. I think. Okay. Okay. So then, yes. Gagging on meat, y'all. Yes, gagging on my meat. Yeah, to you that's all. good. And I think the the assistant later does do this later in the movie, but we might as well do it here. I think we should at Sean Mendez as well. Oh, okay. Yeah. Do you really want me to tweet this? Oh, we're tweeting it. No, no, no. Because <laughs> if you're tweeting it, I might change some of the stuff we've landed on. <laughs> oh, oh, he's pissed. He's pissed. He hates it. Do you want Daddy to come back? What do you think, Lewis? Let's go we, get Daddy. Let's should we go get, get Daddy? Horny Jack, we should leave. Okay. Well, we really tried our best, didn't we? Yeah, this, the kid did not like it. He did not like it. He doesn't like it when we go blue. You know, it's the whole premise of two lewd branding control. <laughs> should we talk about what the movie's about? Yes, let's do it. It's Romancing the Stone. It's very funny and clever. We liked yeah. it. I liked it. Well, I was going to say this. I learned something about myself from watching this film. Okay. And it is that sometimes when I fall asleep, like right at the end of the movie, which is every movie that I always watch. Yeah. Anytime. Yeah. I later think that I've seen more of the film than I in fact have. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so I you always said say to, to me, myself the next day, yeah, yeah. well, I watched most of that, but I fell asleep at the end. I, I got the, the gist. I got it. I got it. I missed the like finale, but. Yeah. What I have learned from watching this movie a uh, second time yeah. now, which is I did today, yeah. is that I know when I fell asleep, and it was at around minute 32. Okay. <laughs> it's like a two-hour movie. Yeah, because after that, movie. I was all new to me. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I'd even judged and maybe even like rated the movie somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> but it held up on, on the rewatch. On rewatch, I liked it even better. 
Good movie. Very fun movie. It's a modern film. It just came out recently. It's got rave reviews. Everyone's talking about it on iTunes uh, uh, or uh, what do you call it? <coughs> Apple TV. Okay, yeah. A social media network we helped launch, by the way. Yeah. On Apple Books. On on Apple Books, yeah. Yeah, 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 totally. Where yeah. we do a lot of reviews. It's a hit. It's a smash hit. And you know what? I loved, I loved it. it. Thought yeah, it was great. I had a really good time with it. Yeah. I, it was very funny. It's like there's an acting style where like it kind of feels like the directors were like, "Hey, don't worry too much about the script. Just like say stuff, and we'll like yeah, capture it." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that kind of comes through. <laughs> I just, let's just say, describe it. It's about a lady. Yes. Uh, okay. Who's a, a romance novelist? Yes. And she, a, a secluded older romance novelist on her way out. Her yeah. star is fading. And she's played by Sandra Bullock. And she's Excellent. she's turned into America's sweetheart. A little bit of a curmudgeon. Yeah, she's over it. She's decided she's written her last book. Her agents are trying to persuade her to do a big book tour. She doesn't want to do it, but she does it anyway. And she has a big event with Channing Tatum, who is the handsome model who is on the cover of all of her novels. Yeah. They've been together a long time. And her novels are all like kind of historically accurate yeah, adventure yeah. romances. And the latest one is about the lost city of D, and that pun, my friends, is intended. So the city was built on a lava dome. As the volcano became active, the dome filled with lava, and sunken things rose to the surface. The D exposed itself. The entire city? Oh, no, no, just the tip. In the movie. Yeah, it is They make a a lot out of it. Yeah. There's a whole bit with my, um, well, I guess I could do a, a segment. Perfect. It's uh, the six minute and 31 second mark. There was a character introduced, and I uh, couldn't help but think that. You don't understand. I could have had class. I could have been a contender. I could have played this fucking part. Yeah. And it was um, this MC at her like book tour launch event played by my podcasting, I guess, nemesis now. Bo yeah. and Yang. Yes, my love more heads. I am so excited to introduce to you the award-winning author, Loretta Sage. Yep, mount it. Mount it. Mount it. Okay. Find find your center. Oh yeah, he's in this one too. I feel like he's being in movies just to spite us. Yeah. Just to show us that some podcasters get movies and some don't. Because I, I have a pod... Uh, Hollywood, I have a podcast, too. It's this one. It's not... It's, I wouldn't say it's lighting up the charts, but it's yeah. like a... It's got a good, steady beat to it, you know? Yeah. Who are we texting? I'm texting Sarah to tell her to please come and get this baby who's uh, really taking up most of my attention. At yeah, and squealing quite yeah. a bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's, you know, sometimes when, you know, not to name any names, but some of us just text whoever during the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if daddy is texting during the show, daddy's texting because it's an emergency. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a show-related emergency. Yeah. I'll miss him. Yeah, I like cute. having him around. He's, he's a real cutie. He's real roly poly. He's like he's interested in the screen. He wants yeah. to see Uncle Tanner. Yeah, he does like to see his Uncle Tanner. Look, hey, Lewis, Lewis, look, that's Uncle Tanner. Can you do a big smile at the Uncle Tanner? Hi. At least show him. Those, I was going to say those pearly whites. He actually doesn't have any. Hi. Those. <laughs> show him those, gums. <laughs> show him those empty gums. <laughs> <laughs> 
it's a funny film. It, uh, she, um, but so I there's a Sarah was coming. I thought so too. I was really hoping. <laughs> um, well, she, she's putting the other child to bed. The other child um, had a kind of a Ninja Turtles emergency. That oh yes, yes, yes. Thrown things really out of whack. Yeah, uh, in this household. Was it like a crisis of conscience or what? It was more a crisis of he wanted to watch more of the 1984 Ninja oh, okay. Turtles cartoon, but okay. that time kind of reared its ugly head and yeah. uh, when two immovable objects kind of run into each other, you know? Uh, yeah. You, you get explosions in that. Yeah, well. that happens yeah. to us every now and then. Yeah. What's we? What's what are we talking about? It's uh, miscongeniality. Oh, she's still is not coming. One. Okay, so sh- yeah. so yeah, miscongeniality is uh, <laughs> played by Sandra Bullock, and she is the author of the books. And I don't remember yes. either of their characters' names. Well, we'll just call her miscongeniality. She um uh, so they have a book tour. It kind of goes badly. Channing Tatum tries to be good, and everyone likes him better than they like her. Yeah, because he's a the- fucking hunk. He's a big old hunk. Hunk and a half. But then she is kidnapped outside of the book tour by Equus. Yes, Equus. And he's interested yes. in more books about ho- horse sex, please. Is that what that's about? I, I think that's what the play is about. Yeah. Jesus. Um, I did not know that. I think so. It might be about race horses. Yeah. I don't know. Can we do my Equus joke again? Because it was so good. We did it on yeah. a podcast before. Can I just say it again? Yeah. I'll just say it again. That I was saw the old Equ- show. I'll say it. I saw Equus recently, uh, yeah. but I thought Daniel Radcliffe was going to have a bigger part. <laughs> <laughs> it's good, right? It just yeah. really, it really, it really, um, it's I think he does have a pretty, I mean, yeah, I'm just, a, I'm a, I'm just a, a lowly Bingus butcher. Yeah. But I think the, the hubbub was that he does have a pretty impressive penis. Yeah. So. Um, Equus is very funny in this movie, and he's also he uh, kidnaps her. Yes, he's a supervillain, a Bond-like supervillain. Yeah, who yeah. has bought an island in the I don't know South Sea. He's discovered the lost city of D, the actual lost city of D that her romance books are based on, and he thinks that she's the only one who can translate the big thing that will say where the um, where the city is. Yeah, correct. Um, I'm gonna pause now because yeah. I can't, just cannot concentrate. <laughs> it seems like it's very job. hard. Uh, I'm gonna run and grab back. some water. Okay. <laughs> okay, we're back. All I, right, Lewis is gone. Lewis is gone. Do you think we should just go back and just, just do this again? redo all the segments <laughs> again? <laughs> yeah, let's get back to the branding consultants. Horny Tanner, get back in here. <laughs> you know what I thought? I realized yeah. I meant to do it. Well, this is Inside Baseball okay, here. Okay, perfect. Welcome. To the, now you see how the sausage is made. Yeah, welcome to Inside Baseball with Jack and Tanner. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I um, meant to do it as the other one, two prude branding consultants. <laughs> Because gag- gagging to meet you all is way too horny. Do you want to try that? <laughs> no, I feel like, no, there's no, there's no I don't think there's any approach it. anymore. Okay. Yeah. All right, that's fine. Uh, well, imagine what could have been, listeners. I know. Imagine. I know. <laughs> I've never even met those guys. <laughs> no one has ever met those guys, two branding consultants. Yeah, they're, they're um, very those busy. brand new characters that we were going to have. I wish. Yeah. 
Um, I'm now. You now have my full attention. Let me say a few things about this yep. film. Um, let's see. Do you think that this film itself is just uh, a vessel for a fairly intellectual discourse about the marginalization of genre fiction? Oh, interesting. No. I do think so. Let's see. At the one hour and 22 minute mark, uh, Equus says, <laughs> I saw him in Equus and I did think that he was going to have a bigger part. Yeah. Uh, he says, this is not one of your cheap Vapid lady fantasy books, Loretta. This is real life. And he's, uh, her name is Miss Congeniality is Loretta in this. And so there's a lot of yep. fascinating interplay between this notion of what's fiction and what's real life. And the film, I think, is very much a discourse about the marginalization of genre fiction. Equus, of course, stands in for the gatekeepers of the MSM the mainstream media or the lamestream media. Oh, yeah. Wait, what do you call it? I call it, it the lamestream media. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. The gatekeepers, the traditional gatekeepers who say that, you know, this is just romance or this is just sci-fi or this is just YA and so it doesn't rise to the level of, you know, fucking Jonathan Franzen. And let's see, Die Hard Son is in this one too, isn't he? Die Hard's son. Yeah, Die Hard's son is in this one. Have you seen? Who did? Who Die was Hard that? Five. Uh, not recently. Uh, it's got uh, Channing Tatum, I think, is in it. Oh, and he's Die Hard's son. Yeah. Hey, it's Jack here doing the edit uh, with a little fact check here. Um, Die Hard Five, also known as A Good Day to Die Hard, which came out in 2013 and is uh, quite a bad movie, uh, stars a man named Jai Courtney as. Bruce Willis's son, Jack. Um, and Jai Courtney does look a lot like Channing Tatum in the sense that he is also a human person, uh, but the similarities do end there. I did find an article online where Channing Tatum says that he would love to have been in a Die Hard movie if he had been given that opportunity. So I was basically right. Anyway, uh, I, back to the show. Goodbye now. Bye. Yeah, he's very good. He's playing a dork, and I he guess. Stands in but he's for like still a the, hunk. He stands in for what could be hunk and a half because he's very nice, and he even has a conversation with Miss Congeniality about this situation where she's kind of shitting on romance lit, and she says it's stupid. Okay, uh, uh, you you were homecoming king, and you coasted on your good looks to L.A., but then realized being the most handsome kid in the middle of nowhere doesn't mean you're going to be a star. Oh, until one day when a woman who couldn't publish her book on Spanish colonization in the Atlantic decided to write a romance novel, uh, chose you at random to be on the cover. Lucky for you and her, the, the novels were a smashing success. She kept writing her schlock. You kept posing, um, you know, neither one of us becoming who we, we'd hoped we would be. Uh, and then one day we both die in the jungle on one of those Atlantic islands I wrote about all those years ago. Right? Yeah, she's pretty she's She pretty calls jaded. it like she's and a waste of time. And he says, how dare you marginalize the experiences of the people who love your book? Loretta, you can do whatever you want. If you don't want to write anymore, don't write. But don't minimize the people that love your work by calling it schlock. That's not fair to them. You know what's ironic? I thought you of all people would know not to judge a book by its cover. Yeah, she's decided to be more of an intellectual. Yeah, now. and she stands in for uh, the internalized self-hatred of the oppressed okay. 
doesn't she, don't you think of these kind of oppressed I do I was thinking yes. that too I had that in my And notes then what too. do you think the crown of fire is cuz they're searching for this big crown of fire that's uh, in the yes. lost city of D which is the big MacGuffin that they're searching for and what do you think it is Why don't I say Yeah I'll say I think it's the unrealized dream that we can appreciate one day different narrative genres on their own merits without judging them based on incidental characteristics we've made up as a way of keeping the so-called canon homogeneous and safe for the historical gatekeepers of culture people like you don't yeah. you think that yeah, like me what it stands in for specifically or like oh okay and me I guess <laughs> yeah don't you think that's yeah. what it stands in for but I think if the any crown of fire I, I, I hate to give for? I hate to give us too much credit yeah. but I think we've sort of been um, I guess like heroes I, I don't I mean I would say yeah heroes and I'm hero for pointing it out I think I think by don't by sticking to somebody um, to sing for me i guess when i said all that stuff but sticking to media that's not you know intended we're not the intended audience oh yeah we're heroes for kind of sliding our way into these spaces (laughs) we're yeah yeah yeah. i wouldn't say we're representative of msm yeah no we're the channing tatums we're like the new um we're like the new what are all those alt newspapers that all went defunct in the late 90s city papers like alt weeklies yeah yeah, alt weekly. We're the new alt okay. weekly. I, you know, I think I follow you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. As opposed to the MSM, we're finding we're we're yes. blazing new paths for culture, and in fact, it's like that's where the real culture is happening. Yeah. And the mainstream media is represented here by Daniel Radcliffe. I thought he would have had a bigger part in Equus, but um. <laughs> he had a pretty big part in this movie. <laughs> and I I don't mean <laughs> penis, but you know. He was he was uh, the like a comic relief in almost the entire film. Very and good. his failure to understand what the cave of endless tears signifies is kind of proves my point, doesn't it? Yeah, it certainly. Does. Because they get there because he's like he she finally does translate the text and she leads them to this cave of endless tears and he's like, sweet, I'm going to find the crown and I'm going to be rich beyond my wildest dreams. But the crown is in fact seashells. He says, why would they build this here? But how is anyone supposed to worship or remember you if they can't even see it? And she says, they aren't. This isn't a monument to Kalamon's power. It's a hiding place for a grieving woman. Taha came here to be with her fallen lover. She just wanted to be alone. So it's a, it's a, it's a place of real meaning. And not just an empty husk of where the so-called canon thinks that meaning should reside. Don't yeah. you think? Yeah. Yes. What's happening to you? It yeah. seems like you're not engaging with my content here. <laughs> no, I I um I love this guy. <laughs> I like this guy too. I was just kind of taking him out for a spin and I thought we were yeah. going to go around the block, but I was like, "Hey, let's get on the fucking Autobahn." <laughs> I thought <laughs> yeah. with this guy. I thought who's this guy? I thought he was fun yeah. and I thought his energy was really yeah. good. Um but he didn't seem to want to <laughs> have a, an interlocutor be anything other than yeah. just kind of helping to move the conversation along. Yes, true. Yeah, yeah, that worked for me. So, but I and is the is it over now or should we? I think that's all the quivers I have. In could my... it happen? <laughs> could it happen again? It could happen again because once you activate that dude, it just feels like it just comes out of me. That stuff. Can I do a segment? Yes. Uh, what is your 
name saved in Channing Tatum's phone as. <laughs> yeah, he does a funny thing that's true. That's like a meme kind of. Where he yeah, just... yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like people I know who's who's are like their wife is still saved in their phone as like hot Jenny or whatever. You yeah, know? like uh, Alice from, from Bumble. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, twenty minute thirty second mark. I'm gonna. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna change Sarah's name in my phone, which is just Sarah, to Hot Jenny, and then just have her see it at some point, and it'll be like this romantic <laughs> moment, you know. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> She's going to ask who Jenny is. <laughs> yeah. No, I hadn't yeah. actually gamed that all the way. You could out. just say it's like British slang. Yeah, you know? it's British slang. Oh, that's what I call all the ladies, all the birds. <laughs> that was an Australian guy. That's what I call all the birds. Oh, Jenny. <laughs> anyway, that's funny. 20 minute, 30 second mark. Uh, yeah. Sandra Bullock has been kidnapped. She's yeah. off on the Lost City Island. Yeah. And Shannon Tatum and her agent whose name i don't know nor the actress nor the character but she was very funny and good in the film yep and she has her own b plot which is that she's like going from plane to boat to automobile to try to find sandra bullock yeah yeah it's like um kevin's mom in home alone yeah this movie is a lot like home alone it's a lot like that they are talking about how to rescue her and channing tatum realizes that he has the number of an ex-navy seal and he okay. says, but he's an ex-Navy SEAL. He he's a special ops trainer. Who's his name? Yeah, Jack Trainer. <laughs> so he's a trainer named Jack Trainer. What's how I have everybody in my phone? Okay. See Janice, mom, Larry Doorknob, Stacy Buttstuff. <laughs> so now we, I don't know if we're in yeah. Channing Tatum's phone. What are we? We're gonna have to crack this formula and then like insert ourselves. So Doorknob is the one that kind of stands out to me. Larry Doorknob. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess maybe Channing Tatum helped him with his doorknob. So what would Channing Tatum help us with? Conceivably. Yeah. Maybe you're acting? Mm, I'm pretty good at that. Yeah, I don't think I need that. I guess like if he could make me like look as like all ripped up as he is. So he would be Channing Trainer in our phones. Oh, he would be Channing Trainer, but what would we be? I guess like Trainee. <laughs> Maybe there's some other way I've entered Channing Tatum's life because there is Stacy Butt stuff. Yeah. So maybe it's just some kind of like social relationship, you know? Yeah. Like rather that. than a, a business transaction. And that's yeah. it. He does get a lot of leeches on his butt in this movie, and so that's probably so- someone who removes. That's what it's. Butt it's stuff. his it's like leech removes. trainer. Yeah. His like leech, leech wrangler. <laughs> you know? Yeah. If I was gonna wrangle anything for Channing Tatum, it would be his leeches. So maybe I'm just Tanner Leech Wrangler. What am I? What do I get to be? How would you know? Let's talk about how you would know Channing Tatum. I did have a famous man come t- to my house once here in Austin. Okay. He is one of the m- men from um, Entourage. Mm. And Which uh, one? Turtle? I don't know. I haven't seen it. But he came because he was dating a friend of mine's friend. Oh, okay. So I think it would probably be Jack, friend of a friend of a friend, or something like that. Oh, that's how you would know him. Jack. Channing Tatum. Yeah. Yeah, like, friend of turtles. Yeah, exactly. Maybe through that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Turtle friend. That's good. <laughs> yeah. I think that's it. Jack, turtle friend. Yeah. And that's actually kind of cool. That is kind of cool. Although I okay. think, what was mine again? 
Oh, butt read, stuff, I think. Frank. And what do um, the uh, listeners at home, how do they do it? I guess, how would you know? You just Channing have to figure Channing. out your association with Channing Tatum. How it would happen. And I think yeah. you and I did it pretty scientifically. Yeah, and it can be sort of like, it can be non-diegetically, yeah. like Jack did, or it can be diegetically, yeah. mm-hmm. like I did. You just really have to, to see what works best for you. You have to you. reach inside yourself, yeah. Yeah. I think maybe we could take probably take a little break now mm-hmm. and come back and we got a lot to talk about. Yeah. With this film. Cuz yep. l- folks, listen, the first 15 minutes of this episode, I can now reveal I wasn't paying attention to anything that was no. happening. The bo- <laughs> the baby was there. The baby was really taking my full attention. And you know what? There goes my hero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't remember what we talked about. I don't remember, certainly don't remember anything that Tanner said. I just kind of like responded and looked at his eyes to see if like what I was saying seemed like something that might be a response to what he had said. Yeah, and often <laughs> it wasn't. <laughs> but we collected ourselves, in. and now we're but now we're locked in. But now we're now we need the regular podcast break. Yeah, and but I do, and I have this cool new character who and talks you've about got this like, cool the new marginalization like, of genre fiction. Yeah, Which is a I real guess he's thing. like he's like film crit like yeah or like it's like lit crit very cool very lit crit Jack yeah there's a lot Ugh. there's a lot yeah. I don't know if I like it lit crit Jack it's a guy in your English lit class who takes up all the air in the room <laughs> even if what he's talking about is nice and good and right yeah you kind of maybe wish he would not <laughs> it's that guy. Yeah, that's I exactly like that it. Yeah, yeah, and I hope he, I hope he finds his way back into the episode. Well, let's tonight. see on the other side of the break. Okay. Okay. We're back, Tanner. But what the listeners don't know is you and I had a big, juicy gossip sesh, didn't we? Uh, in, didn't we? In, during the break, normally we just get back to work like the businessmen that we are. Oh, we got. Woo. We were a little naughty. We got a little naughty, and we just had a big gossip, big gossip, didn't we? Yes. A little judge. We, you know what? We fell into the uh, trap of judgmental thinking, and it's something yeah. I'm trying to do less and less now, Jack. Yeah, and what I did was enabling, which is uh, the, look out for the enable. You know what, what Mr. Rogers says is look out for the helpers. Yeah. But the, the evil Mr. Rogers, if there was like a devil Mr. Rogers, he would say, look yeah. out for the enablers, because they're going to enable your, what is it? Judgmental thinking. And that's Judgmental what I thinking. did. Yeah. Yeah. Whew. And I was, I pulled it out of your you. overall well-being, yeah. you know? Good. Good for me, though. But I use these supplements now. <laughs> Taking these supplements. <laughs> is this an ad? Help. <laughs> now, you got to try your guy earlier. I was thinking I might like... <laughs> Do you think they'll be friends? You're like, I- I've got like these supplement supplements. guy. Yeah. Supplement guy can hang out with like annoying English class guy. Here's the thing. I was an annoying English class guy in college, but that was 20 years ago. You, I got to take never, out for a spin. You've never that, taken off the, the mantle. Yeah, but I got to feel what it would be like to be an annoying English class guy now. And it felt so you, good you and right. You have been. Yeah, you are that. Yeah, it's always been in me. It's always been in you. <laughs> yeah, it's always been you. That's beautiful. Do you think we've described the whole movie? Um, let's see. They foil the bad guy, and um, he gets arrested, and they get rescued by her agent. Yeah, and it's funny. But and and they funny. Fall in love and the, the whole process. time she's wearing a big spangly bright 
pink jumpsuit. And we didn't say what Brad Pitt does at all, but like <laughs> he it's like a pretty big spoiler. Yeah, he's funny in it. He's funny. Watch the movie; it's super fun. He like yeah. he initially is their guide, and he's like a a badass. He's Jack Trainer. He's kind he's of he's the ex Navy Seal. Channing Tatum is bad at doing it, but he is also in love with her, and they do a big kiss, and that's why it's a romance. Yep. I've got a hit segment, and it. Yeah. Like, you have to get out of here. We'll bring in Arthur oh, okay. Tanner for this one. The the just imagine the time bubble coming now. Okay, the time bubble is coming. Here comes Arbiter Tanner. Uh, Tan Arbiter Tanner. Uh, once again, you are n- nude. <laughs> mm, hello, Jack. May I ask you? Is it the time bubble that makes you have to be? Oh, nude? I've just come from the deep future. Okay, yeah. What's going on there? It is awful. Okay. It's a hellscape. Hey, you thought 2022 was bad. We've got um, an even worse COVID. (laughs) Okay. Even worse. And there's skeleton, uh, metal skeletons walking around stomping on skulls. That sucks. Yeah. Well, welcome to here. I'm sorry to call you from that future, but the reason that we have Arbiter Tanner on the show is because... To render judgment. Yeah, I have a hit segment. It's called On the One Hand. No, I'm here to render judgment. Yeah. You pitch uh, ratings of this film to me. Yeah. And I dispense judgment and justice. Yeah, in the form of... Withholding kisses. Withholding kisses from the people. Reviews I don't agree with. So what we're going to do, I went on to Rotten Tomatoes. I went to the user reviews section, and I found a couple reviews that really liked this one. Uh, A couple reviews that were kind of six of one, half a dozen of the other. On the fence hand. Yep. And then a few reviews that really kind of hated this film. So I'd like to run through those with you. Please. Arbiter Tanner, and you can judge who's right. Judge, jury, and executioner. So on the one hand, Trish... On June 3rd, 2022, so quite recently. Trish what? Trish. Oh, I can't. She's she's foiled it's, me. She is the Trish. She's the <laughs> oh, the original Trish. Yeah. She's, it's just Trish. Yeah. I can't track her. You can't track her. She gave this one five stars, and she says, funny, lighthearted, mm-hmm. just what I needed today. Oh, uh, is she having a bad day? Not anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> yeah. And, may, and that makes me feel better. <laughs> that makes me feel good. Yeah. Knowing that Trish is having a better day makes yeah. my day better. Yeah. I liked that one a lot. And the, uh, here's my second and final five-star review for this film. Most of the reviews for this film were five stars, I should say. But yeah. I only chose two. And the second one is from Stephen C. And he gave this... Stephen Colbert. Oh. Yeah. He gave this film five stars... On June 1st, uh, so two oh, okay. days before Trish had her bad day turned upside down. Okay. Uh, he says, let me just count here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, Ugh, I'm going to estimate, I'm going to guesstimate something like 27. He says, ages 13 and older. And then there are 27 exclamation points. <laughs> ages 13 and older. Yeah. I think he's excited that the movie is PG-13. <laughs> Oh. He's very excited. Do you think he's correcting someone's grammar? Do you think at some point they say in the movie, ages 13 and over, and he's like, no, it's actually ages 13 and older? I don't think so. 
That'd I be think, a pretty wild thing to do. That'd be a wild. But and he's it's given a five-star review? Five stars, and he says, ages 13 and older, and then he's given it something like 27 exclamation points. Stephen Colbert fucking loved this. But he yeah. loved it for and he loved that it was idiosyncratic like, reason. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone over the Which age of 13 Which is that it was PG-13. I guess, like, if I had time, I would go back and look and see if he only reviews PG-13 movies. Like, yes, they did it again! <laughs> oh, oh, maybe, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, this is what I want! Maybe he just turned 13. And so he's, as on his 13th birthday, he's going to every PG-13 movie and being like, yes, you and I... Or fucking seeing eye to eye, finally. It's like the guy, there's a guy on um, Steam who goes around reviewing video games, and his name is Ya or Na. Okay. And he's just like, he's like a god there, because yeah. he'll just go and do his little thumbs up or thumbs down on, on every nice. like just every game. That's and if you know Ya said Ya, if, yeah. you said, if you know Ya or Na said Ya, yeah. game's gonna be good. Hell yeah. And that's this guy. <laughs> that's he's good. He's here to say like... Yeah, if he's if he you see his name in the comments, yeah. Stephen Colbert. Yeah, you're looking at a PG thirteen movie, <laughs> baby. <laughs> Good. Okay. All right. Those are my on the one hand uh, reviews. I've got a couple of reviews that are what we like to call in this business on the fence hand. Okay. I'm. Some of these ones drive me crazy because yeah. it's often these ones are tough. Religious nuts. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's the case in this case. So these guys kind of have something in common. Okay. And so folks who thought this movie was just fine, I think fall into a certain category of folk. Okay. Our first version of this is Matt S. We do know a guy called Matt S. I know. but It's, it's throwing off my whole algo. <laughs> It's just where my my mind clicks into his name every single time I try to take a new approach. Yeah, it's hard. (laughs) We'll have to come back to it. Maybe it's just this is Matt S. And he gives this film three stars on June 27th of this year. And he says, yeah, so that's already. Well, he's got Uh, more to say. Oh, Matt Santos. Okay, who's that? The Democratic nominee for president in the sixth season of... West Wing, who okay. Josh Lyman goes to yes. be the campaign manager for. Got it. Perfect. So he Played says, by Jimmy Smith. Perfect. He says, yeah, as if we're already in conversation. And mm-hmm. then he says, again, kind of making me think that we are already in conversation. This is better than Cats. <laughs> <laughs> this guy, I think, is doing that same service. Yeah. You know, his, <laughs> his calibration is Cats. It's like, as long as you've seen Cats, you know. Yeah. You're right there with him. Yeah. So now I know this is better this is than better cats. cats. Better cats. Okay. Yeah, this is better than cats. I know what you're I'll thinking. <laughs> yeah. And I go around and I say all the films that are better than cats. And yep, this one Here is better than cats. Yeah. Jamie D. Well, we know from the movie that it stands for Dick. Yeah. Jamie Dick gives this film three stars on May 23rd of 2022. And he says, and he and Matt Santos, I think, are kind of on the same page, but with a different thing. He yeah. says, Unlike The Mummy, this will never be revisited. <laughs> Good for what it is. Mindless entertainment. <laughs> wow. <laughs> There's, like, so much to think about in there. Such a, <laughs> such a like, such an odd praise of The Mummy. Yeah. <laughs> and such a specific... I think he does what Matt Santos does, which is he goes on every movie and he says, whether, like The Mummy, it will be revisited. <laughs> 
Right. <laughs> There's so many other movies have sequels. Yeah. Is that all he means? No, I don't think it's sequel. I think M- The Mummy is a movie that he thinks you can watch over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought he just meant The Mummy has a sequel and this no. one won't. No. He's saying he's never going to revisit this movie. Yeah. Unlike The Mummy. Unlike like, The Mummy, which is which the quintessential he's through version like of, yeah. 20 DVDs of. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and Apple iTunes keeps like has has barred his account from <laughs> continuing to rent <laughs> the mummy. <Yeah>. The mummy. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's those are the. I guys mean, on it, the it's fence. honestly pretty helpful. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen Cats, but I've heard it's really bad. So I've yeah. So I've we know this that is, is kind than of the cats. low bar. Yeah. And I, Jamie and I just rewatched the the Mummy. Still great. If you and I started a website that was called Better Than Cats or or not, yeah. Oh it, yeah. We just like pick any movie and just like rate it as being better than Cats or not. Do you mean the Animal Cats or the movie Cats? Not the Animal Cats. Nothing's better than that. Yeah, I th- feel like we'd be sort of stealing Stephen or who was it? Stephen Colbert's thing. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, we shouldn't do that. We, maybe we could hire him to work for us. Okay, here are some some reviews that are on the other mm-hmm. hand. And these guys really hated this. Okay. I've got five of them. Uh, they're all very short. Okay. So I'll just kind of run through them. You're going to have to do the names then as you go. So uh, this is Anonymous, and I think Anonymous has reviewed this twice. The Hacker Cult? I think this is the same guy. and I th- Yeah, it's the Hacker Cult. It's the Guy Fox Mask guy. Yeah. And... I think this is the same guy. Tell me if you think it is or not. Maybe it's just two guys from Anonymous because they are Legion. Yeah, they are Legion. His first review says two stars, and this was 22 hours ago. So, Oh, fresh. Hot. It's hot. He says a bomb, never worthy of a rewatch. And that's oh, okay. two stars. I so, is that is that a cal- – Is that, I don't have that as a calibration. I mean, it's the same – Whether or not I want to rewatch something. It's the same point of view again. that Jamie D has. Yeah, right. But like slightly less positive. And then I think it's the same guy again because he's then reviewed it again and he's given it two stars again and and it was also 22 hours ago. And he says the following, which is a more interesting version of what I think is exactly the same comment, but he says, lame-o, blame-o, weak, never worthy of a (laughs) rewatch. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, I think think he took... (laughs) <laughs> well, which one? Which one? Like chronologically, is first. I think the bomb one is first, and he's like, "God damn it! I should have said lamo blamo." <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think he wanted another run at it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He wasn't that's happy fair with enough. The first one. Yeah, and you know what? I admire that, and yeah. that's something that Arbiter Tanner is going to have to take into yeah. account. I it's just like really want Arbiter an Tanner editor's instinct to rule in favor of Trish, though. <laughs> Give <laughs> <laughs> me some more of these bad ones. Okay, here's what Aravind N says on July 5th, 2022. He gives it 1.5 stars. And Aravind says the following thing I slept halfway that's through you. this. That's you. Yeah, that's me. I slept halfway through this boring and very predictable nonsense soap opera. I don't understand how critics rate this over 60%, and series like The Terminal List gets 34%. I guess there is politics behind these discrepancies. <laughs> Okay, I gotta look it up. <laughs> so the terminal list. So what's the politics? What's happening with the MSM that they're like, hey, let's let's say the terminal list is bad, and let's say that the lost city is good for politics reasons. <laughs> yeah, it's politics. Um, the ter- the terminal list is a Chris Pratt Navy <laughs> Seals. Uh, okay. 
like military porn. Do you think it's the same shadowy figures who made everyone not want to watch the terminal list and made everyone want to watch the lost city? Um, I'm looking just sort of at a, a brief glance of like the terminal list appearing in various news sites headlines. Yeah. It seems like pretty positive assessment all around. Okay. New. I would say neutral to positive. Maybe Aravind, uh, his work has kind of shifted the balance and the scales have fallen from people's eyes. And they were like, you know what? We should be watching the terminal list with Chris Pratt. Now I'm deep in terminal okay. list lore. Yeah. And I, I ha- you have to, I'm pulling the ripcord, Jack. You have to pull me out of Please here. Please come out of it. Yeah. Land, leave. <laughs> yeah. Okay, good. I've got two more. Um, Anonymous, yep. again, from the, um, the Hacker, Hacker Collective, Collective uh, a member of the Hacker Collective, and don't try to track them down. They're legion. <laughs> yeah, they're legion. You can find one, but yeah. three more will will, yeah. will stand where he And fell. they will something. I can't remember what it is, but they will. And don't something. Um, don't expect us. Yeah. <laughs> we will. Yeah, review a bunch of movies on... Rotten yeah. Tomatoes, and we're going to fucking give them very bad reviews. <laughs> yeah, because of politics. Yeah. <laughs> so Anonymous gives this 1.5 stars on June 5th, 2022, and Anonymous says the following thing. And I think, like, Anonymous is, like, the the dark, dark matter version of Stephen Colbert, okay. who was really excited that this got age 13 and older. Right. Anonymous says, this movie is for children's! <laughs> <laughs> so overrated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> Is that everyone? <laughs> Children's? No, I've got one more. Oh, okay. This is the final one, and then you can pass judgment. This is someone called Noonie New. And Noonie New gives this film 0. Oh, 0.5. Oh, am I supposed st- to guess her last name? Noonie New. <laughs> the Numa Numa guy. <laughs> it's the Numa Numa guy. It's Noonie New, and Noonie News gives this film 0.5 stars on May 23rd, 2022. And Noonie News says the following thing. And Arbiter Tanner, you're going to be endeared to this person in the same way that we were both endeared to Trish. But okay. please don't let recency bias make you like them more than you like Trish, who's a clear favorite and a lovely person. I'll try not to let it influence my decision, but I also really like the Numa Numa guy. Here's what the Numa Numa guy says. I didn't get to watch it. I was asked to leave. (laughs) (laughs) Any more? No, that's it. Oh, God, what a mystery. (laughs) I want to know so much more, you know? And it's all one sentence. It's all one run-on sentence. I didn't get to watch it. I was asked to leave. (laughs) <laughs> I've left a review anyway. <laughs> I've gone ahead and left a review for you. 0.5 stars. Trish. Yeah. Trish gets all my kisses. Yeah, Everyone else Trish. gets Trish locked into here. a cold prison of, of no kisses. Yeah, and regret. Yeah. Okay, thank you, Arbiter Tanner. You can come back now, regular Tanner. Oh, thank you. We don't have a lot of time left. I want to briefly touch on the theory that I have just come up with that this film is set in the City of Angels verse. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You said that tonight? I just came up with it. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's explore it together. Give me your um, your opening salvo here. Okay. Here's what I think. So Oscar from the – there's a B-plot that's very funny and cute. That's Oscar from The Office is like – has a charter plane and yep. miscongenialities – agent who's like trying to save her teams up with him and they're really cute yeah, together and they're very funny funny yeah and they have like a really funny exchange where she a- asks if he's a murderer 
Yeah. And he gives like a very unconvincing no. <laughs> I'm about to ask you something. You better tell me the truth. Have you ever murdered anyone before? <laughs> no. I don't know if I really buy it, but let me tell you something. If you ever think about murdering me, I promise I will murder you first. My pleasure. You are weird. Let's go. <laughs> but then at the end of the film, they're on an island all celebrating. And Oscar from The Office comes and offers Miss Congeniality a cocktail. Okay. And he says... My dear? And she says... You're an angel. Thank you. And he says... How did you know? <laughs> oh. <laughs> and then it's just kind of left there. So he's an angel yeah. from the City of Angels. And doesn't huh. that change things a little bit? And we're sure that's not the name of his character in the movie? I don't think so. I think he's called Oscar in everything that he does. <laughs> his name is Oscar, the actor. Oh, uh, right. Okay. Yes, that is true. And he, yeah. he's like one of those actors who's like, sorry, you have to rename the character Oscar. I yeah. get too confused. Yeah. So that's when people fun. try to call me anything else. It's in the City of Angels verse. I would like this to be in the City of Angels verse. And so does that mean he is her angel? In the same way that Nick Cage was Meg Ryan's angel. I mean, it just means that City of Angels is true. And yeah, I guess it means he's her angel. It just means I think that City of Angels is true. What I Here's what I suspect. Remember yeah. the same way that Dennis Franz, what's his name? Jonathan Franzen? Yeah. Um, <laughs> could also see the angels? Yeah. Or had like an experience with the angels and sort of yeah. was aware of what was happening with Meg Ryan? Yeah. I think that's what's happening with... Miss Congeniality and her She can agent. see the angels. Yeah. Okay. I think Miss Congeniality has had a brush with angels before, so she's aware of Oscar. Yeah. And he is actually the agent's angel. Okay, that makes a ton of sense. Yeah, that's my headcanon. That's beautiful. I like that. And headcanon is a thing that the teens used to say. Yeah, and like, when but was it, that? T- 15 years ago? Yeah, and I, it's, it's still kind of not a thing I totally know about. Out, but I think I understand it from context. Um, let's do our quick burns. Okay. And it's our. There's <gasps> 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 a lot of good burns in this film. Uh, why don't you go first? 26 minute, 38 second mark. Daniel Radcliffe has kidnapped. Sandra Bullock, and she is in his compound on the island, and she's meant to be translating some hieroglyphics to yeah. like find this treasure. Mm-hmm. And he's leaving her to do her work, and she says, "They will come for me." And he says, "Who exactly? Your your many cats?" And she says, "Oh, I don't have cats." And he says, "Somehow, even more sad." <laughs> Pretty good burn. That's good burn. Yeah. And you should like it as a cat cat man. It's a burn on me. And there's another burn on me in this book I'm realizing, which is at the six minute and 30 second mark when the agent is coaching Sandra Bullock to go on stage for her book tour. And she says, remember, no grumpy face, big words or boring academic talk, <laughs> which is literally everything yeah. you say to me before we do our podcast. Yeah. Here's my burn. Ready? Yeah. So the agent comes and like they rescue Daniel Radcliffe and Sandra Bullock and Die Hard's son are in a coffin, but they do escape. And then they're also rescued on the same boat that Daniel Radcliffe, who is the villain, is rescued on. Yeah. And the agent says to Sandra Bullock, I found a bridge guy in a cave. I thought he was a little boy, but he has a full beard. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Dan Radcliffe's tiny. 
Yeah, he's small. Well, he's very. Which Jack funny. and I know because we met him once. <laughs> Did we? Yeah, at major media company. Did we? Yeah. Shows what I remember. <laughs> uh, I, you know, I something about a smaller part than I expected. <laughs> right. Good. Yeah. Any um, any like lit rants you want to do before we go? I'm done, but we have not seen the last of this character. <laughs> okay. I, yeah. I can't wait. <laughs> yeah. I guess we're going to go. We've said everything we needed to say. Yeah. We've said everything we needed to say. You and I are cowards. We were going to do Love in the Time of Horses because this is a, a... Oh, let's just do it. We don't have time. Okay. And we're We cowards. were going to do... We talked about it on the break. We said we were going to do Love in the Time of Horses. Because it's a book Jack about accused that. us of being too afraid of it. We're afraid of it. We have a No, we just haven't done it since it. we started doing mostly movies. Yeah. But we this would be yeah we need time. like a we need to pitch a Hollywood script you know yeah I also think we kind of nailed Love in the Time of Horses I think we had the story the almost entirely down yeah and like the backs the prequel <laughs> <laughs> the Bible yeah we'll get there we will get there we promise you this yeah everyone who's been clamoring there would have been a really great opportunity for it tonight but it just didn't it wasn't in the cards okay. We got to go, and we're going to leave. We're going to go. I'd like to thank the, um, what do we call everybody? Baby Nation sex and the bugs. Sex Bugs for the bed bearing with us this week. I'd like to thank you, Tanner, so very much for bearing with me. Hey, subscribe to our Patreon. We are talking about the TGIF shows, but we're actually, this week, talking about the must-see TV. Oh, uh, yeah, because the World Series of Baseball is on. It's complicated. So we have to flip over to NBC and, and also fun. five and years into the future. Everyone's having a nice time in there. And it's also a really good way to support our show and keep us doing what we're doing. So it's patreon.com slash podcast. Thank you to everyone who has subscribed. And thank you to everyone who is about to subscribe. Uh, we yeah. love and kiss you so very much. You mm. can also support our show at bit.ly slash rattlesnakejake. You can please and in fact must join our Facebook group, Baby Nation on Facebook. Please rate and review the show wherever you rate and review shows. Thank you so much to everybody who has already done that. All that remains for me to say right now is that this week we watched a movie. The movie we watched was called The Lost City. And next week, I think we said this last week. Oh, I don't get to pick? You always give me my picks. I can give you your picks, but I will say that my wife, Sarah, has been dying for us to watch Only You. Yeah, we were supposed to watch that this week, but yeah. you gave, it, gave me some enigmatic... Yeah, like, you want to know what it was? I had to watch this movie during the day because I just ran out of time, and Sarah really wanted to watch it with me. That okay. was why we couldn't yeah, let's just do, do it. it. We're going to do Only You, starring Iron Man and someone else. America's actual sweetheart. Sorry, Sandra. It's Marissa Tomei. Oh, yeah. And Robert Downey Jr., you want to hear this? A childhood incident has convinced Faith Corvatch that her true love is a guy named Damon Bradley, but she has yet to meet him. Preparing to settle down and marry a foot doctor, Faith impulsively flies to Venice when it seems that she meets... Well, this is, seems complicated. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like a job for... It costs $20.1 million to make. Jeff and Elmer, almost. <laughs> That's what we're watching. Only you. Everybody has to. You know what? Actually, normally this isn't mandatory, but it's mandatory. You have to watch it with us. So yeah, you're, you're not allowed to listen to, this, to the show unless you watch. You're not allowed to listen to the show unless you watch this. So you have to watch it this week. You, hey, hey, hey! No, stop it! Listen, listen. Yeah, you've got yeah. a whole a whole week where you're just gonna watch whatever stupid thing you watch, and instead, t- take the fucking time. 
yeah, and watch only you do the work, and I expect every I wish I could single watch, person. Hey, hey, yeah. hey, yeah. I wish I could watch what I want to watch. Yeah, <laughs> but we don't for you, and vice yeah. versa is true too. And this is the first one time, time we're we ask for it. One time, everybody watch only you. Every fucking buddy. Yeah, all of you watch yeah. it. Thank you. All that remains is for me to say that this week I have been Jack Alexander Shepard. My name is Tanner Greenring. And I hope you find your Channingly ever after. Oh, cute. Yeah, Tatum. <laughs> we might be childhood friends and I'm-